I think all of us can relate to that. I think all of us know what it means sometimes to find that our faith is, is very weak and very shallow and very surface, and yet God is always perfecting the work that He began in us. Thanks for tuning in to the Putnam City Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message encourages you wherever you might be. If you'd like to learn more about PCBC, visit us online at pcbc.tv. Now, here's Pastor Bill. Looking out this morning, apparently you didn't get the Jersey memo, huh? Where's your Super Bowl spirit this Sunday morning? It is Super Bowl Sunday, and I pray more importantly, it is a supernatural Sunday as we dig into God's Word. We've been talking about what it means to be at the feet of Jesus, and we're going to see that when you find yourself at the feet of Jesus, He will always take you deeper. And we'll be digging in that in just a moment. Be praying for Tom Duckett. Tom lost his back last night. I don't know where it went, but he lost it and is out. And so just be praying for his recovery. And then be praying for our city this Tuesday. Uh, An election that maybe you didn't have on your radar. It may not be for everybody. But if you're in Ward 1, Ward 3, or Ward 4, there's an election for city council members. And I am greatly concerned about the future of our leadership in those realms We have seen in our city a very liberal agenda seeking to penetrate influence into changing the direction of who we've been as a city. It's important that we have great leaders there. If you don't even know what ward you're in, that's a problem. Figure that out. And if you're in one of those three wards, please get out. I know it'll be cold on Tuesday, but get out and vote. One of our very own, Bill Fleming, happens to be running for Ward 1. If you're in Ward 1, uh, keep his name in mind. Be praying for Brother Bill as he has taken that step of faith and uh, lift him up as well as others that will fill those seats. Well, as we dig in on what it means to go deeper this morning, uh, I wanted to start off, I did a little bit of research. There are some very unusual world records out there. Uh, You know the Guinness Book of World Records. I did a little bit of a search just to see how relevant Oklahoma has been. We've been extremely relevant in a number of crazy world records. Oklahoma has its share of different things. One of the particular grand uh, records we hold is the biggest fish ever hand-caught. Hand-caught. Now, before you get all excited about that, you may think you hold the world record for the biggest fish caught. This is the biggest fish ever caught with a hand. Now, do you know the term for hand-fishing? Noodling. We created that. Oklahomans created cow tipping and noodling. We're famous on the planet, right? Noodling. How many have ever noodled before? Now, I'm not talking about Olive Garden. That doesn't qualify. I'm talking about fishing with your hand. Now, if you're not familiar with all that, noodling is actually going after mainly catfish. Catfish have a tendency when it's uh, egg laying season to find huge holes in uh, riverbeds and lakes and They will lay their eggs, and then daddy catfish will protect the layer, the the hole. And so you get in the water, you get down the monkey red river water that we have where you can't see beyond an inch. You reach for holes, you find a hole, you stick your hand in, and your arm becomes the fish hook. Now, I'm not sure who invented noodling. I'm certain they weren't experiencing the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of something else when they decided they'd go catfishing with their arm. Well, we lost the record. In 2017, the state uh, that I shall not mention that just happens to be south of us held the record. Fortunately, two men from Oklahoma stepped into the gap, and in 2019, you can see their picture here, and the, the fish that they caught with their arm 
weighing in at 87.85 pounds. Can you imagine? Can you imagine sticking your hand in a dark space and letting it be swallowed by something the size of your partner that's there in the river with you? Doesn't make much sense to me. But that catch, as impressive as that is, I can't imagine even wanting to go there. As impressive as that catch is, it pales in comparison to the catch we're going to see in Scripture today. As we begin a new series, we're going to dig in on uh, those that were at the feet of Jesus every day. The disciples that were called out and got to spend every day at the feet of Jesus. And we're going to watch as Jesus steps into a person's life and takes them deeper. We're going to look in the life of a professional fisherman. He had caught many big catches before. He had done it not with his arms, but with his nets. Jesus is going to get into his boat, and he's going to teach all of us what it means to go deeper. His name? The Rock. Now, that gets confusing for this generation when you think about The Rock. I'm not going there with Dwayne Johnson. I'm talking about Simon, who would be uh, transformed into Peter, the true rock. The one whose foundation was built on declaring that Jesus was the Son of the living God. But we find that Peter wasn't always the rock. He wasn't always strong. He wasn't always vibrant in his faith. Like you and me, he struggled. Even though he spent time at the feet of Jesus, there were times that he was very shallow in his faith. I think all of us can relate to that. I think all of us know what it means sometimes to find that our faith is is very weak and very shallow and very surface. And yet, God is always perfecting the work that he began in us. We find Peter here, a clear biblical picture, a before and after, of what it means to naturally try to live for God versus being filled with the Spirit of God and going deeper in your faith. And so, I want to take you back. If you have your Bibles, let's take a look and let's watch how God transforms this fisherman into a fisher of men. Let's take a look at this deeper work that God does. And before we dig in, you can start turning to Luke chapter 5, but I'm going to bring it to you uh, live and in video. One of my daughters, who shall remain unnamed, the oldest of the three, uh, happened to be in high school, and she was constantly getting written up by her English teacher because she was doing not the book report according to reading the book, but the video that came out through Disney or somebody else. Well, this clip is The Chosen, and it is accurate to this picture we're about to see of one of the greatest catches ever. Let's take a look at this video clip. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word. Well, take that side. No. Ah! 
Brother, and the baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. What do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. As well. Yes, you, James and John, come, follow me. I'll take the fish into market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? <laughs> We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now. So, you sure you don't want to do this just a few more times? Well, we'll make a great team on the boat. Son, joking. <laughs> Fish are nothing. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Did you understand that parable I told earlier? From now on, I will make you fishers of men. And you are to gather as many as possible, all kinds. I will sort them out later. 
It's a powerful, holy moment when you find yourself at the feet of Jesus. And he says, follow me. Follow me. Let me, let me give you purpose. Let me give you meaning. More than fishing for fish, I have a higher calling on your life. That wasn't just for Peter. That's for you and for me as well. And so I want to dig in and let's go back and live the story. Let's go back and pick out the nuggets of truth that we need to see. Go to Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing at the lake of Gisenerit. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. He sat down and he began teaching the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and we've caught nothing, but I'll do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and to help them. And they came and they filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Amazement had seized him and all of his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of Zebedee, and were partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. From now on you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Not only did they go deeper looking for fish, but in this moment, Jesus is actually taking them deeper in their understanding of who they were created to be. They're going deeper in their life. And as they go deeper, look at verse 11, we'll come back to it, but as they went deeper, they abandoned all that they had been clinging to, they abandoned all that was familiar in this world, and they left it to follow Jesus. How do you know if you're going deeper? Well, take a look at what owns your heart. How do you know if you're truly going deeper with God? It isn't how long you spend in a quiet time as much as it is what you allow to, to be the Lord of your life. They could have continued to look to the Lord of this catch. They could have looked to their money and all they were about to gain from this world record catch. They could have continued to expand the business and their influence here on earth, but instead they left everything to follow Jesus. My prayer is that we would not just find ourselves at the feet of Jesus, but that as we get there, we allow Jesus to take us deeper, just as he did Peter, James, John, and the disciples. I think we need to repent of the shallow water living that is so easy, of just showing up for church, of allowing sheltering at home to be an excuse, to just go through the motions rather than going deeper with the Lord. We see here that it's not enough just to go deeper. But Peter and his partners had been in the deep waters all night. They had been in deep waters. They just hadn't been deeper with the Lord. The Lord Jesus now uh, invades the story. He now shows them what it means to experience God as the captain of the ship versus Peter being the captain of the ship. And maybe that's what we all need in our lives. I know it's what we all need. That we need to surrender the helm to the master to allow Jesus to be the captain of our boats and trust him with the rest of our story. And what we've been learning all this year, uh, we've learned hopefully to go deeper with the Lord by being at his feet, by growing in that relationship and going deeper. But how do you get there? 
Well, the first thing I want you to see is I want you to see the deep waters of obedience. The deep waters of obedience. It's been a long night. There were lots of excuses Peter could have used uh, in that day of saying, Lord, I don't want to go there. Lord, I don't feel like that. I'm really busy. I've got to wash these nets. I've got to get them ready for tomorrow's fish. He could have said and could have argued, why should I listen to a carpenter about fishing? I'm the expert. I'll stay in my lane. You stay in your lane, Jesus. He could have had other excuses like, I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I've given everything I had out on the waters. I need to go get some rest and take some time off. He could have made the excuse that I didn't catch anything all night long and there's really no point of going back out to a dead sea. He could have rationalized away all of these things and talk about, well, I'm just going to look foolish to the people. I'm already coming in with empty nets and to do it again would just be a mockery. I'm supposed to be a professional. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing and I'm going to listen to a carpenter. There are all kinds of excuses that happen when God's trying to take us deeper. We can rationalize away what we're hearing from God. We can make our own excuses, and if we're not careful, we can miss out on the power of God as he takes us deeper. Too many people today make excuses and miss the powerful presence of God because they were living up here and not here. I wonder how many times that's happened in my life because Satan will give every excuse in the world. He will rationalize it all the way into the shallow water and safe on shore as long as you don't go deeper. How many of us have said, I'm too busy? How many of us have made the excuse, I'm just exhausted? This isn't working. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. Are you there? Do you find that your net seems really empty right now? And you say, well, I've tried going to church. I've tried that Jesus thing, and it's just not working. Well, as we live in this world, there will be days when it seems like all is empty. And yet there's Jesus to step into our boat. Take a look at it in verse 5. I want you to notice Simon's response. Not excuses, but obedience. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night. We caught nothing. Now, he could have put a period there and walked away. But listen to what he said. He declares what was true, what had happened physically. But then he says this, and it makes all the difference in the world. Take a look at the last part of verse 5. But I will do as you say. You want full nets? You want a full life? Simple. Do as Jesus says. Just trust his word and trust his leadership. He is the shepherd. Yes, he may have grown up in a carpenter's home. Yes, he may reveal himself as a shepherd, but he knows how to fill your nets. And he knows how to take you deeper. In the King James Version, it reads, Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down my nets. Thank God for nevertheless. Thank God that he didn't live according to his own desires or what made sense. But nevertheless, he didn't live according to his feelings and his emotions. Nevertheless, at your word, I will do what you say. You see, as we look in on this, he obeyed even when it didn't make sense. He obeyed even when, it didn't, when he didn't feel like it, when it didn't feel right. He didn't live by his feelings and emotions. What did he live by? At your word. 
If we could ever get to that point, if we could ever find ourselves surrendering and in that moment saying, God, even though it doesn't make sense, God, at your word, I will live according to what you have declared. So in the first part, we find to get deeper, it starts with a step of obedience. Somebody today may need to take a particular step of obedience. It might to receive him as the Lord of their ship, to receive him as their savior. There might be somebody here today who uh, has received Jesus as the master of their life, but you've taken control of the helm again, and you're going to steer the boat where you want it to go. Maybe the Lord is speaking into you to say you need to repent of that. You need to trust me in all things. But here's Peter's dilemma. Everybody knows that you don't go fishing in the heat of the day. Everybody knows that's why they've been out all night long. That's the best time for fishing. And now Jesus is saying, in the heat of the day, at the worst time of day, I want you to do what is contrary to what you've always done. Can you see the dilemma? As we look in on this, instead of being full of himself and full of his expertise, he simply becomes full of obedience, which is going to lead to fullness. The abundant life comes from taking small steps at a time. That's the second point I want you to see today, is obedience is progressive. Obedience is progressive. It takes a first step to lead to a second step. And everybody wants to jump in and get the big catch right from the beginning, but you never get there if you don't take that first step. As you look throughout Scripture, you'll see often that God says we're to acknowledge Him in all of our ways, and He makes our path straight. It doesn't say He gives us the end result He leads us down a path. It's a step-by-step obedience. It is progressive obedience. David's testimony in the Old Testament gives us that progressive revelation. Before he ever had Goliath, he first had to trust God in a battle with a lion. That's a pretty big battle. It was a step that he took as a shepherd of the sheep. Then, later on, he would encounter a bear from a lion to a bear progressive obedience he didn't fiddle around out in the pasture he didn't let his sheep just be consumed because he had a difficult task he took those steps of faith day after day and God grew him into a giant killer before there was ever a Goliath there was a lion and there was a bear and what we find is that the more time we spend at the feet of Jesus the more we learn to hear his voice that he takes us deeper Not just in head knowledge and awareness of who he is, but our hearts grow deeper. And he will make you a giant killer as well. A giant catcher of fish, if you will. We Take a look at this story and we find uh, Jesus taking Peter and the disciples deeper as they throw out their nets. And he first asked Peter to use his boat to teach before he ever got to the fish. Did you notice that? Peter was exhausted. Peter was ready to go in and just get his rest for the next night. And the inconvenience of Jesus was, hey, Peter, can I use your boat? Have you ever been inconvenienced? Have you ever noticed that Jesus, from time to time, to stretch you and make you deeper, go deeper, will bring about an inconvenient thing, an inconvenient person, an inconvenient timing? And if we don't hear the voice of the master in that first step, we miss the full net. If we aren't progressively following him, if we aren't surrendering even to the smallest of asks, 
we may miss the greatest results. First, it starts in obedience, and then we see that obedience is progressive. He grows it, and he grows it, and he grows it. And sometimes it starts with an inconvenience. And then it may take you to another decision that just doesn't seem to make sense. Okay, Lord, you can use the boat. He starts teaching to the crowds, and he's like, man, when can I go home? And then Jesus says, okay, crowds, you go. Peter, let's talk. Let's go fishing some more. Another chance to trip up. Another chance to take a step back. Another opportunity the enemy might try to use to keep him from experiencing God. And yet Peter keeps taking the next step. Have you tripped up in your faith recently? Has there been something that didn't make sense? Something that was inconvenient? And you just didn't want to trust God in that moment? Or do you find yourself saying, Lord, wherever you lead, I will go. Oswald Chambers said this, I'll put it on the screen. He said, obey God in the things he shows you, and instantly the next thing is opened up. God will never reveal more truth about himself until you have obeyed what you know already. He knew there was a catch that was waiting there for Peter, but Peter would never get to that catch until he first surrendered his boat, and then he surrendered his own understanding Lord, you don't go fishing right now. You willing to trust me even when it doesn't make sense, Peter? How about you? What are you wrestling with right now? And the land of the rational is taking you away from the supernatural. What is it right now that God has placed before you say, that just is inconvenient, that just doesn't fit my schedule, that just doesn't fit me? Man, that might be an exciting fishing trip that you're about to take if you'll trust Jesus in the journey. I wonder how many times I've missed... I've missed a bigger catch because I went where I wanted to go or because I didn't fully understand it or I rationalized it away. I wonder how many times I missed out on what God wanted to do in my life. You look back throughout all of Scripture, you see examples like Joseph who had to be faithful in prison before he could become second to Pharaoh. You look at David who had to tend the flocks and the sheep before he ever ruled the people and shepherded the people with the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hands. You find these seasons in life of preparation of God developing within us a heart of obedience and a relationship that is deeper before we ever get to the big catch. Thomas Burton said this, he said, we receive enlightenment only in proportion as we give ourselves more and more completely to God by humble submission and love. We do not first see and then act. We act and then we see. That is why the man who waits to see clearly before believing never starts the journey. How many times have we said, Lord, if you just give me a sign. Lord, if you would just show me. When Jesus is just saying, what do you say to Peter? Peter, follow me. Just follow me. If you follow me, I will take you to where you need to be. If you follow the Lord, he will take you into the center of the Father's will. That's where we need to be. How do we get there? Follow the voice of the shepherd. Take a look at the next principle. Uh, obedience is also productive. Go back to verse 4. Back up a little ways. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water. Let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night. We caught nothing. But I'll do as you say and let down the nets. And when he had done this, 
When he took that step of faith, when he trusted what Jesus told him to do, at your word, Jesus, and he did it, look at what it says. Then he enclosed a great quantity of fish. The results, radically different when Jesus was in charge of the boat. What he had tried to do in his own strength, and his own flesh, now at the word of Jesus, he now experiences a whole different result. And how many Christians today need to experience a different result? So I've told you before, we know how to be saved. I'm just not so sure we know how to live saved. We know that we need Jesus to save us, but then we take hold of the helm again and we steer the boats. When will we realize we need Jesus to be saved and we need the life of Jesus in us to live out this new life we have in Jesus. When will we learn that we can't muscle our way in, we can't work our way into the favor of God, that we just experience it at his word. Peter had tried all night. He had tried all of the tricks of the trade. Everything he had ever learned, everything he knew, he came up empty. I remember when I first surrendered the Lord, and I remember those first two years, I remember working harder than I'd ever worked to please God in my whole entire life. Every day I woke up, my desire was to be the most pleasing person on the planet to the one who had just saved me. And yet I was like Peter fishing at night, working real hard, but coming up empty, because in my flesh, there is nothing of value, nothing that is good. But as Paul would say, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And when Christ is alive in me, I find that my net is full, full of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 9. But not only would Peter be blessed as a result of this step of obedience, not only would he experience the power of God in his journey, but we see that other people who were associated with Peter were also blessed. There are people in your life, your children, your grandchildren, people you work with, this body of Christ at PCBC, that as you experience your walk of obedience, it ripples out to other people. Take a look at it, verse 9. Amazement had seized him, you think, but not just Peter. Look at the rest of it. Amazement also seized all of his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. So was James and John, sons of Zebedee, partners with Simon. And in this moment, out of this, as they were amazed, as they experienced God, they also experienced their calling. I wonder who it is in your life that needs to see Jesus in your boat. I wonder who it is in your life that God's going to use this next year as we move into this year. You'll hear about a campaign called Who's Your One? Somebody in your life that God's going to use to introduce them to Jesus. Here's Peter at the feet of Jesus. Lord, I'm a simple man, depart from me. Peter, follow me. Jesus then, in that moment, as Peter says yes, he looks out to those who are engaged in the catch and says, hey, James and John, you too, follow me. I wonder who it is that God would use in your life this year that will say yes to Jesus because you've said yes. And because you've trusted him with your next steps and because you've followed him and all that, and yes, you experience a blessing, but that blessing flows out to others. You take a look at verse 11. When they brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. As we take a look, we find that there is no limit to what God can do through one of his children willing to obey him. 
and that that obedience leads to revival to those who live in our influence. He was now calling them to let down their nets, not just to catch fish, but because of a higher purpose. The last thing I want you to see is that uh, this obedience is preparatory. The step of obedience leads to your purpose. It leads to a higher calling. It's, it's not to just do what you've always done, but it's to do what you do and do it for the glory of God in his kingdom. That God is not just calling Peter, James, and John to go fishing for men, but he's calling you and me to do the very same thing. So here they are at the feet of Jesus. Here they are experiencing something they never experienced before because they allowed Jesus to take them deeper. And when it didn't make sense and when it was inconvenient, they experienced the supernatural. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live just a normal, natural life. I don't want to just wake up and do life and call it done. Don't you want to wake up and experience the supernatural power of God in your life? Then let God take you deeper. Let's pray about it. With every head bowed and every eye closed, when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything including that big catch. All of a sudden, that big catch wasn't the big deal. The one who allowed them to experience was the big deal. Maybe we need to quit worrying about the blessing of God and just be blessed with God. Would you be willing to go deep right now? Would you be willing to leave everything? What is it you need to leave behind? For them, it was a big catch, a big profit, a world record, fame and glory to follow Jesus, to become fisher of men. What is it that you're clinging to right now? Is it your comfort? Is it an issue, a stronghold that the enemy has brought into your life to rock your boat? They left everything. They followed him. What does that mean for you? Maybe it means my boat is empty, not just my nets. My boat is empty. My heart is empty. I need Jesus. He'll fill you up. Maybe, maybe Jesus changed your life, but you've allowed the things of this world, the routineness of life, to empty your net. And you just need to go deeper and say, Lord, forgive me for my shallow Christianity. Lord, I want to leave everything, my attitude, my sin, my habit, my doubt, my discouragement. Lord, I just want to follow you. Do you notice what they did next in that clip? They just started following Jesus. It's that simple. And that's how you go deeper. Lord, I pray over each person here today Every person who's viewing this message right now, Lord, I pray that you would speak as clearly to them as you did Peter, James, and John. Those words, follow me. And Lord, may we take that step of obedience right now. Whatever that looks like and whatever it means, may it be for your glory, not ours. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So we get ready to hear what's going on in life for our church. I want to encourage you, if you made a decision today, you can get on your church center app that Laurelin was telling you about. You can complete and say, this is what God's doing in my life. This is the decision I'm making. 
If you want to use an old-fashioned communication card there in front of the uh, chairs in front of you, fill out one of those, leave that with us. If you're online, please reach out to us, either to the online pastor or emailing us at the church, ministry at pcbc.tv. Let's take those next steps together as God takes us deeper. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for spending time with our church family. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, visit us online at pcbc.tv. There you can also contact us and find out how to connect with us through social media channels. And visit pcbc.tv slash podcast to listen to additional messages from Putnam City Baptist Church.